All right. Um, <clears throat> I've heard no one criticize this movie. And I can't for the life of me understand why. I'm going to be talking about a movie called Promising Young Woman. Right? This movie was actually nominated for Oscar for Best Picture. A fact that, quite frankly, I can't believe. <clears throat> but, okay. Let's get into it. Uh, so, for those of you that haven't seen the movie, this there's going to be spoilers. All right? The movie is, it's a bit of a, a revenge flick, basically. And, you know, the premise sounds great. I, I love the premise. Uh, and full disclosure, I, I've got a, a script that I've worked on um, that's somewhat reminiscent, at least of the basic premise. And so I was, you know, really intrigued by it. I was looking forward to seeing it. And... Okay, positive. <laughs> positive views. Um, I think the acting was great. I think the actors did a really good job. And particularly Carrie Mulligan, an actress that I've followed her work before. Um, she was in that movie with... Um, oh, geez. I can't remember his name now. The guy who plays Magneto in the updated X-Men movies. I'm drawing a blank. But she did a hell of a job in that movie. And she's always an excellent actress. She's always good in what she does. And she does a, a great job here as well. I think across the board, the actors were really good. I, I think the direction was good. I mean, it, it wasn't particularly flashy. But uh, the scenes were well staged. And cinematography was, was good. Um, the problem with the movie is the writing and there's no way to sugarcoat it, you know, you, and it's going to require us to actually get into the details of the movie. All right. So the movie is basically Carrie Mulligan's character is, she's sort of acting out her anger towards men her best friend kills herself after an incident in medical school where she's I guess gang raped and I, the reason I say I guess is because part of the problem with the writing is the movie's not entirely clear what happened Okay, and so that's something that we're going to have to get into. <clears throat> but nonetheless, just just to kind of lay out the basic plot. So, uh, Carrie Mulligan's character goes to bars. She pretends to be drunk. Guys will come up and try to, you know, seduce her or whatever. She'll go home with them and then... Guys will try to put the moves on her, and all of a sudden, she'll snap out of it and stop pretending to be drunk and confront them. 
Part of the ambiguity of the movie is it's a little unclear what happens after she confronts them, or at least some of them. Does she go even further? Does she kill any of them? The movie is a little bit unclear about that. It's a little bit ambiguous, and that's okay, right? That's that's interesting. Okay, um, she begins dating a guy that went to her medical school, and if I if I'm remembering the the story correctly. You know, this sort of prompts her to re-engage contacting and confronting people from, um, from law school. And specifically people that had something to do with the night in question where her friend was allegedly raped, I guess. I don't know. Again, the movie's not entirely clear what happened. Okay. And she begins to exact, um, well, she, she formulates a bizarre scheme. This is, it's, it's fucking stupid. I, I, there's no other way for me to say it, man. It's, it's, it's fucking stupid. The guy who's directly responsible, I guess maybe the main perpetrator of what happened to her friend is getting married and he's having a, a bachelor's party. Okay. She goes there, pretending to be a stripper. And it's weird because the way they characterize this guy, like, he's a likable character. He shows no interest in doing anything with her. Like, he's, he's clearly in love with whoever he's marrying, his fiance at this point, because they're not married yet. And he tells her, you know, and again, he thinks that she's just a stripper. He's like, look, nothing's going to happen. And he actually says this to her when they're alone upstairs in the bedroom. Like, he's not just doing it for show. Like, he truly feels how he feels towards his fiance. Okay. This, this doesn't strike me as the behavior of a sexual predator. Um, this is weird. And anyways, the Carrie Mulligan character has him handcuffed to the bed and she pulls out a scalpel and she's basically, at this point, she's fucking deranged. And she's basically saying that she's going to like start cutting him, operating on him, whatever. I don't, I don't know what the fuck she's going to do. He's, he manages to free one of his hands and in self-defense, because that's what it is. He kills her. Okay. Um, the next day, one of his friends comes up to the bedroom and, you know, discovers that his friend is still handcuffed to the bed by, by one arm and that this woman is dead. Um, they don't know what to do. I don't know why they don't just call the police because... Uh, what he did was self-defense. So, I I don't see the issue there. There's no evidence saying that... There would be no evidence to contradict his claim of self-defense. So, I don't know why they don't just call the cops. But they don't. And that's that's kind of a problem with the movie, right? The characters at this point, they're doing some really stupid shit that, don't, that doesn't make sense. And they go and burn her body. 
Okay, so fast forward to his wedding. And to make a long story short, all of a sudden the cops show up. They arrest the two of them, the two guys that burned her body because she had left a letter uh, informing the police that, you know, if anything happened to her, if she, if she went missing, that these guys would have been responsible for her death. It's like, well, what? So her grand scheme was to get herself killed so that she could send these guys to prison. Uh, when in reality, he killed her out of self-defense. That's what he's going to claim during the criminal trial. And because she's dead, she's not there to contradict him. And there's no evidence to contradict him. I mean, that's a pretty stupid plan. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fucking stupid. Okay. And so that's, that's the basic plot, right? But the most problematic part of the movie is it's not clear exactly what happened that night that her friend, I guess, was raped. It, it, it doesn't say. They, they were drunk. They being her friend and these guys that apparently took turns having sex with her. At no point that I remember, and please correct me if I'm wrong, at no point does it say that the the friend, I can't remember the, the character's name of the friend, at no point does it say that she objected to what, what, what happened, that she said no, or don't do this, or don't touch me. At no point does it say that she was not a willing participant. Well, but wait a minute, John. She was drunk. So how can she possibly give consent if she was drunk? Okay. First, it doesn't say that they got her drunk. Again, am I misremembering this? Because that's what I was questioning the whole time. And I don't remember, I don't remember them, the movie at any point saying, these guys got her drunk. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I do remember the movie saying that it was a party and they got drunk. Everyone was drunk. So she was drunk and they were drunk. So here's the problem. The problem is that um, you want to say that because she was drunk, she was incapable of consent. So she has no agency. But yet they're drunk and they're in full control. They're fully responsible for their actions. It's kind of a double standard, don't you think? Now, I think the calculus changes if they intentionally got her drunk with the intention of taking advantage of her. If that was the argument, okay, well that that's different. But the movie doesn't say that. I don't remember at any point the movie saying that. All I remember is that they were drunk, being the friend, and everyone else that was 
at the dorm room having a party or whatever it was. And that, you know, people were having sex. And I'm not saying this is the kind of behavior that's good or that you want to engage in. I'm not condoning it. But it just seems if I, if I were a feminist, I cannot see how this argument would be anything but offensive. Because again, you're basically saying, well, alcohol robs this woman of her agency, so she's no longer responsible for her behavior. But yet, they're drunk, presumably just as drunk, and they're fully responsible for everything they do. And again, I'm on board with that if the argument is that both sides are drunk and she's objecting to what they're doing and they're doing it anyways. Okay, fine. Then their, their inebriation is not an excuse. Right? Because that's my point. That's my perspective, right? It's alcohol is not an excuse. But you can't have that point of view if you're not going to apply it both ways. If you want to say that alcohol is no excuse, great. I'm on board with you. I support you. But you can't apply it just one way. It works both ways. Otherwise, it's a double standard. It's hypocrisy. And again, if I were a feminist, I would be offended because what you're basically saying is that women aren't capable or as capable as men in terms of taking responsibility for their actions when they're drunk or when they've been drinking. That's a pretty, that's a pretty problematic position to take particularly if you want to consider yourself a feminist and you want to say that, okay, equal rights. Okay, well, equal, equal rights also means equal responsibilities, doesn't it? Or does it, or is that not what it means to you? Because I don't know how equal rights does not mean equal responsibilities. I just, I think we've, we've gotten to the point now where we've gone far beyond addressing the problem with rape culture, because it is a problem. I will agree with that. It's a fucking problem. It has been for a long time. But now we're treading in the territory where it's not so clear what constitutes sexual assault or rape anymore? And yeah, I'm sorry. If we're going to start... If we're going to start... Um, you know, dividing up the responsibility. Like who owns... Who holds the responsibility for their actions? And we're going to predicate that on whether or not they're male or female, I just don't see how that's a progressive point of view. I just don't.
That's, that's ass backwards. That's the kind of bullshit logic that you would get from regressives. People who don't believe in equality. You're just inverting the paradigm, right? Again, am I misremembering this movie? Is there something that I'm missing? Because this is the way that I remember it. And again, I was totally on board. Up until the point where she had him chained up to the bed, I was assuming that this was a, you know, he's just a bad guy, that, um, you know, he must have induced her friend, the one that committed suicide. He, he must have induced her to get drunk and he must have had sex with her against her consent. Like, even though she was drunk, she must have been saying no. But the movie doesn't say that. And I, I kept waiting for them to say that, and they never did, as far as I remember. And if I, if I misremember, please tell me so that I can reevaluate um, this movie. Because as of right now, I, I, I find it baffling. It's, to me, it's a step backwards in terms of addressing rape culture and sexual assault. This is not the area that you want to go into, really. I mean, because again, if it is, you're really no better than the regressives on the other side. And I, I just don't know how you can support the conclusions that you get from this movie and call yourself a feminist. I just, I don't. I don't get it. So, anyways, if I'm wrong, if if there's, if I missed something, I would love to hear it. 